Hi, my name is Nancy Hauer and this is my number one, a podcast where I ask my friends what their number one healer or healing modality is, and then I go try it. But this week, I'm switching it up. There is a metaphysical bookstore in Los Angeles located in Venice, California on Abbot Kinney known as Mystic Journey Bookstore. And they have all kinds of people come and speak there. And I usually walk by and don't even really look at it. But I saw a sign that said, An Afternoon with Spirit. Mediums Thomas John and Kate Kofelt. Connect with departed loved ones in the spirit world, bringing through evidence of afterlife, survival, and messages of love. Named number one medium in Los Angeles. And since I'm always looking for number one, I went. I have a woman coming through that died very, very suddenly. Um, she's actually telling me that she went down in a plane. What I thought was going to be a really fun afternoon hang on a Sunday turned into an experience that I was not prepared for. It's, it's, uh, I'm actually wanting to reference September 11th. So I'm feeling that somehow there's a September 11th connection. I know some people who have passed in 9-11. Uh, I was immediately like, oh my God, is it me? And I feel like she wants to talk to, she keeps saying her beloved aunt. Okay, that's not me. I suddenly had this weird sensation like I thought I was going to a garden party and surprise, you're at a funeral, or actually many funerals. And a deep well of grief just exploded in my heart. I'm gonna say either a plane crash and there was terrorism, or she did pass in actually September 11th because I'm seeing the Twin Towers. When the people in front of me started clutching each other, we all turned to them. You have a niece that's gone, that's passed over, okay. So, okay, because I, 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 did she pass on September 11th? Okay, so that's young. Oh, I became really emotional and I looked around and several other people were crying openly. I want to ask you also too, how do you connect with the name Renee? I'm hearing Renee. That could be living or in the physical world, or I don't know how that tunes in. Huh? That's her name. That's her name. Okay. But within this feeling of raw emotion, I also became fascinated by the accuracy that these mediums had with their information. Was she a stewardess? Yes. Okay. And as he did it, it almost seemed like he was playing a game of charades with her from beyond. That's how she, she's showing me that she was actually on the plane, she was a stewardess. Um, I also have to ask you too, do you connect with a Dominic? Or Dom, Dom, Dominic? It's her brother. It was so specific and so right on that it was mind blowing. Okay, so that's her brother, that's, and he's passed over them, right, correct? Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel that there's a connection. I mean, doesn't mean that they have to be very, very close, but they're, they're, it's kind of like, it feels to me like they're coming through, they come through together to me. And suddenly this group of strangers felt like we were all connected somehow as we waited in line to see 
who would show up next from the other side. She's just, I, I feel that she is just sort of validating. She's just very happy that you guys are here. With messages of love. And I feel like she's just saying, like, for her, like, it's a connection for you guys, because obviously she's somebody you miss that you love. And that was just the first five minutes. From there, these two mediums started to work in tandem. So with John, um... John is the man sitting directly next to me, gripping his chair, and his wife is staring at him. Like, thank God your best friend Joey is back to set you straight. John's lost that little uh, spark or that, that flame of fun is what I'm hearing. Flame of fun. Do you understand yeah, that? That would be very accurate. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, he, he wants John to get back to the fun. At this point, John is welling up with tears and his wife is answering for him and he seems just completely overwhelmed. I keep hearing John's worried about something or he keeps worrying. It's like, don't. He's going to be fine. I don't know what that means. But just He's going to be fine is what I keep hearing. So don't panic, he says. Don't panic. This is a little hard to hear, so I'll translate. It sounds like John has started some sort of new business and John has stopped doing anything other than work. And his friend on the other side is saying, look, you know, have some fun. So if you want to grow, if you want to expand, live in this life. If you want to grow, if you want to expand, you got to live in this life. I have a man coming through that liked to lift weights a lot. And not all the people who came through were perfect. He struggled with sobriety. He should have been sober. He was. So, there's something with a drug-alcohol connection. With each new person, we all looked around the room, thought to ourselves, is it me? And then, no, I don't know anybody like that. And then someone would go, oh, that's for me. I mean, has anybody lost a boyfriend, a partner, somebody that they... Um, was he really into weightlifting? Yes. And sometimes the people who come through were clearly not the people that you wanted to come through. He's a very strange man. <laughs> I have to tell you, he's a very odd person. He's got an odd way about him. But... She's nodding her head like, oh, he's back. But apparently you can't choose who's going to come in. At least that's what they said. You either loved him or you hated him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel that type of feeling, reaction. He elicited strong feelings about me. You understand? So if you're thinking about going and talking to the dead, try to remember the old boyfriends or lovers that might have passed away that just might pop back into your life. Just at the psychic level, and I, I don't like to really go to the psychic level when I'm demonstrating for mediumship, but sometimes it's like I can't. This is a better fit for you, this new person. She was sitting next to her new boyfriend, and I don't know how she felt, but her boyfriend looked as if he was quite happy to hear that the ex was not so great. Was there, was there something where there was a delay in finding him? Yes. I don't know, it's either somebody, something about stabbing, or I'm seeing this metaphorically like I was backstabbed. Is that right? They're both correct. Okay. They're both correct. So he was backstabbed and stabbed to death. How do you connect with Australia? His father was there. Yeah. 
Wow. He's bringing up his daughter to talk about your daughter. So he just said that the daughter lives in Australia. He didn't fish around for it. And all I'm thinking is he should be like tracking down murderers. What is he doing at a psychic bookstore? Know also that this man, he is at peace. Um, I noticed all of the people that he talked to were saying, hey, I'm at peace, I'm good. And then I started to notice other patterns. Because I feel that she's coming through very, very kind of, she's got a feisty energy. She just pushed everybody out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently the people who are the most outgoing and type A during their lifetime are also the ones who get to speak first in the afterlife. Um, So he he was kind of laid back, And if you dress badly in this life, it carries on to the next life. And if you're a funny person now, you're a funny person after you die. It's like she's saying that she's like, <laughs> like she's laughing about it, so I don't know if it's a joke or something. It's like, Baza's. Bazazas. That's what she calls her boobs. (laughs) She's still got it. Sometimes people didn't understand those jokes, right? They were like, wow, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And people who have passed on seem to have a better understanding of who they were in their life than they did when they were living. Like, you could go on with these stories, right? Yeah. And um, he also created stories in his head sometimes, right? I'm sure. And a lot of what they describe sounds a lot like what you would think of heaven if they allowed everybody into heaven. I'm actually, now as I'm tuning into it, I feel that it is part of his passing. So I feel drugs or alcohol brought this man to the other side. And in the space of an hour, we went through road rage, drug addiction, 9-11, dogs, you name it. It was like a season of six feet under. There are these two kids that she's talking about that she wants to say, I'm still watching over them. I'm watching over them. I want you to know I'm still watching over them. Is that what we do when we die? And when I walked out of there, my head was flooded with thoughts. Am I Mm -hmm. stuck in some kind of like you know, no man's land. Purgatory, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like six cents, right. Right, where I've got to like sit and watch everybody live around me. I mean, it's, it, and I couldn't get that out of my head. I called my friend Kirk for all my existential problems because, well, he's got an extensive knowledge of 80s films from which to draw. You know, like Ghost, the movie Ghost of Patrick Swayze. You know, he learns how to kick a tin can and meets Whoopi Goldberg and connects with Demi Moore and then goes to see the light. And and, and that's like all romantic and cool, but if you think like, God, that would be, that would be a living hell. One of the first things Kirk asked me was, did they call on you? And I was like, no, they didn't. And I was, I felt a little relieved. I, I was um, working with an actor recently on a project, and he died for four minutes and fifty-nine seconds. Oh my God! And he said that he had the the light and the "I'm ready for you, come to me" moment. Like he heard it crystal clear, 
And you think like, okay, well, if that is the case, if there is the light, like what, like what is, what is the afterlife? Because the way it's described, like as a Catholic, being raised Catholic, you know, nine years Catholic school, I'm like yeah. heaven does not sound super exciting. It's like no, what? It's like clouds and everyone's up there. I'm like, okay, but is it better? Because Earth is pretty cool. Like I can go to Tahoe. Like I can go. Yeah. To, yeah. Vegas, I get a thing. Like, right, what am I doing up there? Am I being of service of some kind? Like, that might be cool. Like, you're an angel, you're like, hey, I'm going to go work with this kid in Budapest who doesn't have an arm. Like, that would be fun. Soar down and help him. But, but I, I no wonder maybe that's why the eternal struggle like, we don't want to die. Now, this is going to annoy a lot of you because. Um, they didn't do a reading on me and in a normal episode of my number one I would track them down and do a reading. I'm a little backlogged with number ones and I thought oh, I'll just do a little experiential podcast for this one but I will say this these guys are legit. But let me ask you this after this experience are you walking around looking at life and death differently? Um it made me a little more petrified about it. When you're alone, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, he's watching. I love dead people. I love all dead people. It is like, who's watching? I feel like Big Brother's out there, just like, and seriously, Big Brother in my case. Right. <laughs> Actually, Big Brother. Yeah. So days went by, and. I still felt really depressed. And at first I thought I was getting sick because my depression felt physical in nature. I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I was cold all the time. I just felt listless. I then mentioned that I went to see a medium to a friend who jokingly said, oh, you gotta watch out for those mediums. Those dead people just crawl right inside you. And strangely, that is exactly how I felt. I felt dead. So I called up Joy Carroll, who is my favorite body intuitive, and I made an appointment. <sighs> I've been doing a lot of healing things. I told her everything that I'd been doing, and uh, as I was telling her, I thought, of course she's going to be like, Nancy, that's ridiculous. There's no dead people that have crawled inside you. But I was wrong. And apparently it wasn't just dead people. It was everyone. So um, there's also there's rooted as in what you're doing, which is the physical body. And then there's that sense of creating our protective energy field around us and being really comfortable in that. And yours is blasted wide open. Yeah. Possibly because of all that you've been doing. And one of the great things about healing and self-discovery is we open up and we go, wow, I had never thought of this. How awesome. Yeah. But we have to kind of remember to close back down. <laughs> yeah. It sort of felt like I went one step forward, two steps back. And I guess that's the thing about this healing stuff is that it's not just a, a straight line to nirvana. I'm going to show you yeah. how to shield yourself okay. energetically before you go into places like that or places with a lot of dead people or places with a lot of depressed people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because it's not worth it. No, and it's like, I don't feel like I know who I am. Any, like, I'm like, is this my emotion? Exactly. Or is it 
something I picked up. Depression is such an interesting thing because it's like having the flu, only you're too ashamed to tell somebody that you have the flu. Because you're in a time of huge amount of change, mm -hmm. self-inflicted, but yeah. that's great, change is great. But sometimes it's like walking pneumonia where you're walking around with it and you don't even know you have it. Yeah. And so I think you walked into a room full of dead people and picked up all their crap. Yeah. And possibly all the crap of all the people there wanting to talk to the dead oh. people. So it's a good thing you came in. I'll clean that off Thank you because that's gross. I mean, I honestly, I feel like I walked out of there and I was like, <gasps> you know, and I've just been feeling it for days. I've been trying to kind of push through it. Let's see if we can come up with something allowing you to keep going out and checking on stuff and feeling what other people are feeling mm -hmm. and knowing what's going on without bringing it back in yeah because that's the, i mean hey go out and look at anything you like just don't pull it back into you right so she put me up on the table and she did her magic uh which is hard to describe but you can feel a kind of it's like as if you have kind of a headache of energy around you and then all of a sudden, it just cleared. And I felt like myself again. I mean, I'm a pretty happy person on a day-to-day -day basis. So you're gonna clean your energy, right? Like yep. the gold? Yeah. And you're gonna call your energy back to you. Okay. And by being independent and practicing that, you're gonna keep your energy more here and you won't have to go out checking on things. But it was also clear that going to the medium was not the reason why I was feeling all these emotions. It was just kind of the tipping point for me. And it revealed a deeper problem with being codependent and opening up my energy to everybody and looking out at everything, which is pretty much the subject of this podcast, and not really looking at myself. And I started to question whether I should be even working on this podcast at all. I mean, I have a full-time job. This was just supposed to be a little hobby that I'm doing, and now it's affecting me, and it's affecting how I'm dealing with my life. Find a place which is comfortable and work there for a while. Okay. Because there's, what's happening is there's just too much going on. Yeah. And so I would suggest choose one, two, three things. Yeah. Whatever it is. Okay. And go, okay, I'm going to do these. So yes. And then, you know, either continue the series in a different way. Right. Or stop it for a while and pick it up again when you're off to exploring something new. Okay. So that's where I'm at. I'm thinking that the format's going to change. But for now, I still have four more healers that are in the backlog that still need to come out. So I may do this in seasons and then stop and really dig down on the things that I'm working on. Or um, it may be a limited series. We'll see. But for now, I just want to thank Kirk Ward for talking me down and giving me some really sage advice. The priest really wanted to do, Father Miller wanted to really do something, but I didn't think Black Sabbath was appropriate. Like he was thinking like <laughs> jokes at a church. I also want to thank Thomas John and Kate Kofelt, who are clearly a number one. And I could think of no better place to go if you had questions surrounding someone's death or even someone missing. And finally, thank you to Joy for cleaning up what is clearly not the fault of the mediums, but a kind of overall problem that I've been carrying around. So you're going to clean your energy, right? Like yep. the gold? Yep. And you're going to call your energy back to you. 
Okay. And by being independent and practicing that, you're going to keep your energy more here and you won't have to go out checking on things. Um, but she also did weigh in on what she thought about the mediumship. There are definitely people who talk to spirits. I don't. But, but do you feel like after you die, you're just floating around? No. Like, okay. So are they... I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> so are they disconnected? In my experience, so my experience comes from talking to animals, not humans. Yeah. I don't talk to dead humans. Yeah. They are off in what we'll call doggy heaven. But they can have a piece of them or a part of their consciousness which can stay connected here and stay in touch with loved ones. Okay. But they're still off doing whatever it is they're doing. So they're not just stuck in a limbo up there. Not in my experience. And most of all, thank you for listening. I've had such an amazing response from all of you, and your support is the only reason why I keep making these. And if you like these episodes, please share, like, review, and Facebook me. I'd love to hear from you. So I've always wondered if it's going to be like, I wonder what Todd is up to, you know? Anyway. Well, I think what I hear from going down the rabbit hole of watching all these guys is... You can't say, hey, I want to talk to my brother. Right. They come to you. Yeah, they'll just be like, here's who's here. Here's who showed up. This is my number one. My name is Nancy Hauer. And thanks for listening.